welcome to Metamapping. I'm M. With me is Jackson. Hello. We're here to talk about episode 28, The King and W. This is recorded May 8th, 2015, and is brought to you by a very special friend of the show, Joffy. You can find them at Joffy Orama on Twitter or Video Games of the Oppressed dot WordPress. I should have looked this up. WordPress.com <laughs> or Patreon.com slash Joffy. Jackson, Joffy came to us with a very goofy idea. Yes, we were uh, looking for like mid-month episodes because this was back when we tried to do mid-month episodes more regularly rather than just having a thousand different shows. Um, and the idea was an improv show based around interviewing uh, Bowser, King Cooper him- himself. Yeah. And having a look at what it's what is it like to be bowser and it's just it's uh it's i think it's our only like explicitly comedy show yeah uh i was uh i was down to do some ridiculous improv uh to pad the episode out i suggested that we bring on wario also um i could do a reasonably passable wario and brought with it the ridiculous ideas of wario being a reflection of the game's discourse in like indie spaces at the time uh Because Wario has been making indie games for longer than almost anyone else, really. If you think about it, think, think about it, think, think about it. Yeah. And so this is after uh, last month's meta mapping, which is our very, very, very first episode way back in 2013. I think this one is from 2015. I said it was May 8th, 2015. Yes. No, you did just say, but I yes. don't listen to anything clearly. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, but How, are you less embarrassed by yourself now? Yes, slightly. I embarrass myself in a different way, but eh, I think I'm fine. Definitely have better mic quality, that's for sure. Oh yeah, no, I think I think we're. I mean, I know I'm. I'm pretty sure I'm operating with a blue snowball at that point. So or no, the we blue both Yeti. had. We so. both had. Oh right, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, we had snowballs. Uh, for the majority, I definitely had a snowball for the majority of the time. I got a Yeti some point in 2016. Yeah, I I think I'm pretty sure I had the Yeti by now. So, and it's what um, I'm it's what I'm talking into right now. Same. I, I highly recommend the Yeti if you do a bunch of podcasts. Yep. But uh, the, this ends up, much like that first episode, being a weird, dated look at the discourse at the time and how we approach things, because all the stuff that uh, you say as Wario and make up this idea of evil games and what that means about um, like going back to WarioWare and how that uh, interacts with games you play on Itch.io and stuff... Uh, it's it feels like it happened another lifetime yeah I, we were in doing the prep for this i was trying to pinpoint what hashtag i was making fun of exactly because i don't really remember and it's somewhere between games for change and alt games but i feel like there was another hashtag that has been forgotten to the annals of video game wankery that i have forgotten I th- about i think it's just alt games i remember alt games had like a two-year lifespan where it was the thing but now everyone's just kind of and then everyone everyone discoursed about how alt games is problematic and also got brigaded by monsters. Uh, yes, as is the way. And then we instead of replacing it with anything, we just kind of stopped because the discourse happened. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, this is a fun episode. The reason I two reasons I want to do this one, uh, like our last ep- meta mapping was bad. <laughs> like it's a bad episode, uh, more or less. And I wanted something that was. Uh, a little more high quality but also this is the kind of stuff that i would we would like to do if people just bring us cool ideas joffy came to us with this one and was like hey do you want to do this goof and we're i was like yes let's do the goof the goof is good um 
And if people were more down to do that stuff, we would be happy to accommodate your any of your dumb ideas for a podcast. Uh, we are we record fast and we're efficient and we have hosting. So, you know, come at us. Yeah. Uh, we definitely like always want to be able to do more ridiculous stuff than just here's the hashtag takes on the game. Um, and I think this is one of our best examples of that. Yeah. I'm not a comedy writer. I can I can pitch hit you know with some backup in an improv sketch or whatever but that's that's as far as it goes mm-hmm. yeah i mean like that's kind of what uh i mean that's just what podcasting is in general it's just trying to be funny and entertaining in a conversation i have uh, never tried to be funny in my life jackson yes you have <laughs> yes you, have. you spend a whole like minute in this episode at the start being like wario <laughs> no never it's, yes, that is what you do. You're no. a goof. This is your no. life. No, you're the one with the goof podcast, not me. I know, I know. But that doesn't mean that you haven't been on it. <laughs> Two notes of trivia. Um, it is funny to me, listening back to this, that this is a podcast of three people who, at the time we recorded this, all identified as men and now do not. Uh, uh, different times. Worth noting, I do have Joffy's permission to repost this and with everything, because, you know, there's dead names and pronoun problems and everything with all that stuff this is what it's like to be gender non-conforming or a trans person on the internet you leave a trail of your prior self yeah it's weird it's weird and we're all just kind of dealing with it best we can uh my other point of trivia i don't feel like i committed to my uh my don pardo well enough pour one out for the man himself mm-hmm. i could have gone if i could have gone like 20 percent harder i think it would have been a better impression i think it's 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 good because I was listening to it and it's clear you have the words where you're like this is the word I'm going hard so you like go up and down a lot yeah uh yeah uh also Ario Speedwagon that made me laugh a lot because it to me is like the most <laughs> SNL of the era I was watching SNL like guest to have so behind the sausage this is the kind of thing I would just say to M on a Skype call but I'm gonna say it here listening to this again. Uh, I had forgotten about the SE, uh, SEO, REO, blah, blah, blah. R- forgot about the SNL bit at the start of the episode, and then I was mad that you cut from the SNL bit into the theme tune and not into the talking like it was actually SNL. I was so mad at past you. Oh my god. Yeah, I probably would make a different uh, choice now because uh, we are not married to using the theme in every episode like I was back in the day. Mm-hmm. This is also... Uh, like we get to have all these critiques but i think it's important to note that i i don't do any impressions here so i get off free no one yeah, has to no, like, judge my impressions if I, if I had cut into the talking as the host you would be the one who had to do a monologue so oh no oh god <laughs> i don't even know what the snl guy sounds like it's not it's whoever's the guest that uh that week comes out and does like a comedy bit oh well, yeah, that's the monologue but not the the um, oh yeah, but yeah. but when when uh, Don Pardo or whoever's doing it now, I don't remember, is done, they throw to and here's your host, blah blah blah, and then they come out and do like five minutes of like warming up the crowd, even though I'm sure the crowd has been well warmed by the time they start. Yeah, I've seen some SNL monologues. I'm not a complete, uh, n- n- you know, I'm not completely yeah. separated from that, but I'm too British. I have no familiarity. Not really. Yeah. So the thing is, I was because you you have a bunch of Simpsons quotes and stuff. So I assume you're just kind of up on comedy, and I forget that only some of the things made the jump across the pond. Some of the things made the jump across the pond. SNL is something that, like I have discovered now from it being a reference point for all my American friends. So I like 
have been given links and know enough about yeah. it to like pick stuff up uh, but it's not like seeped it deep into me like the simpsons which is the thing i actually watched as a kid yeah i only watched maybe two years of snl and i'm just happen to be with someone who's a huge snl nerd so it informs a lot of what i know about that show you both sent me that amazing seinfeld sketch with jay leno so is it with uh, jay leno was that right? I, have, was I don't i don't even know what you're talking about so i forget if it's with jay leno because i was saying that as, as thinking it was right but it might not the one where they're all comedians and they're all like they spend like two minutes doing like the and then i said what am i i have Seinfeld. no idea what you're talking about I that's just, an snl this has been obliterated from my brain if i sent it to you, you i bet i didn't that to me you linked that to me and you were like you have to watch this because it's the most comedy nerd thing and it aired on prime tv in the 80s I don't think that's me. You and Destiny were both on the call at the time. Oh, okay. That's that's different then. Anyway, that's our SNL side track for this. Anyway, please enjoy the episode. Uh, this has always been brought to you by Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash abnormalmapping and uh, help us out. You know, we're going to bring you another one of these next month. Until then, enjoy our numerous podcasts. Uh, you can just go to the website and see them all, abnormalmapping.com or thebestgame.club, where us, the best <laughs> game club in all time, exists. Uh, come back in like two weeks and we're going to be talking about Double May Cry from 2001. And uh, that'll be great. Is that it, Jackson? You want to get out of here? Yeah, uh, I guess I would say if you are enjoying these and if there are any episodes um, that you want to like see us do for metamapping, let us know. We're, we're operating on like kind of winging it. So if you do have any things you'd want us to bring back and have us talk about any things you wanted like extra insight into, just ask and we'll do that. Mike, are you recording? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's Abnormal Mapping, with your host, Matthew Marco, Jackson Tyler, Destiny Sturdivant, Ludwig von Goldgame, various video game heroes and characters, musical guest, REO Speedwagon, and here's your host, Matthew Marco! Welcome to Abnormal Mapping. I'm your host, Matthew Marco. With me is co-host Jackson Tyler. Hello. Hi. And we're here for episode 28. Are you excited? I am pretty excited. We're I... getting close to our third decade of podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the longest running podcast on the internet. <laughs> In 1990, you came to me before I was born, three years before I was born, and said... I mean, originally, <laughs> this was about what it's like to podcast with a zygote it was revolutionary still is really no one's no one's attempted it again no no one's uh been into the zygote 
genre of podcasting. It's a it's a pretty good niche that we found. So this is a little bit of a different episode. You know, we were talking about how we wanted to get guests in this mm-hmm. our second year of doing podcasts. And we've had some good like game developers and uh you know, writers, games critics on the show. Uh you know, you can check those out. Uh you know, our episode with Lana, our episode with Heather. Um but we wanted a special, very special guest today. So we got the most infamous character in video games to join us. And that is one King His Majesty Bowser Koopa. Uh, do you prefer King or His Majesty or what's what's your deal? Oh, you guys just call me Bowser for, for now. I mean, you know, I appreciate the... Okay. the. To be honest, the King title is, is largely ceremonial. You know, we're, we're a democratic yeah. monarchy. We're just chatting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, so you're elected? You're like, yeah. Yeah. It, How's that work? Well, it, it, the uh, the monarchy is sort of a hereditary position, largely ceremonial in the the Koopa Kingdom. Uh, the the magic Koopas are are the elected officials who who run things. I, I'm I'm largely a figurehead, uh, although um, for the past uh, two decades I have been elected to a seat on the on the Koopa Senate, which is why I'm able to, you know, get. So many, you know, so much funding for my pet projects, such as, you know, the complete invasion and destruction of the Mushroom Kingdom. So, uh, you're here today to promote your uh, first memoir, I Am Not Koopa. And uh, we wanted to ask you some questions about, you know, what it is like to be the democratically elected leader of the Koopa Kingdom. Uh, Because I'm, you know, I've... uh, tangentially been interested in the media of your people and your neighbors you know mushroom kingdom uh dk jungle you know all of the various tangentially related places and I, i've been interested uh, in in the your world as well and the, the politics thereof i mean and the media as well it, it's always been a bit distressing to me that uh i can only ever get on your media in, in entertainment capacity but you know you you live with the hand. We're going to change. We're going to change that today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're here to change that. We're here to give you a fair shake. I appreciate that because you know I, I I've grown very tired of waiting for that that shake from from Miyamoto. Let me tell you, what is your relationship he, with Mister Miyamoto? He does not respect me at not one bit. Uh, it's very hard to to get him to hear any notes I have on on the previous games or or development of uh, the consoles sure but but how, how did you how did you meet him oh um as you, i mean i'm sure you know the famous story about mario being you know the landlord for nintendo for a while and, and getting involved that way uh i was also um connected to nintendo in, in a service capacity at first um I, I was originally a janitor uh working my way through grad school in, in out in washington at uh, olympia um I was uh, I was at Evergreen State College uh, for my undergrad, um, working part time at a, as a janitor at Nintendo. Um, they had just released Donkey Kong, and um, and DK was, you know, he was not handling fame well, and they were looking for a, a new villain. And I happened to be in the room, mentioned that uh, that it, back in my home country I was royalty and uh, had necromatic powers, and they seemed to like that. Wait, wait, wait. I thought you said you were an elected monarch. I'm an elected official, but I, I, the monarchy is, is hereditary. Um, it, the, the monarchy has not had political power 
directly uh, for for some time, but it is still a cultural institution for the the Koopa people of World Eight. Is it unusual for the monarch to also be the elected leader in terms of policy? Oh, very. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty much the first in, in uh, my family, my recent family to to be back into politics. Uh, my my dad was a, a doctor. Uh, my mom was uh, also a doctor. A lot of doctors, to be honest. Medical doctors or physicists? Oh, all, all or... kinds of doctors. Every kind you can imagine. There's been a I was, uh, specifically your parents, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. There were many doctors. They were they were uh, polyglots and and you know many different fields of interest. Uh, so how does the son of doctors Koopa go from you know? Uh, prodigal son of a clan to mopping floors at Nintendo. I I was committed to you know making my own way through through grad school you know um, and and through my undergrad uh, both which were out at Evergreen and I really felt strongly that you know I couldn't just keep relying on on, on mom and dad for for support. I needed them to you know accept that I was my own Koopa. And that I was going to do things without, you know, the treasury. And to be perfectly honest, your species does not offer a lot of, you know, part-time work for seven-foot-tall turtle men. I mean, certainly not in a pre-internet era. No, that's, that's very true. Um, so you're being cast as the fictional leader of the, uh, you know, of the Koopas. Was that before your election then? Is this it, a matter it, of life it, imitating art? It, it coincided, actually. Uh, I actually used uh, the very first Mario Brothers game as uh, uh, campaign advertising. Um, and it, it worked great. People loved it over there. What does your constituency... I'm like Ronald Reagan, kind of, except What did evil. your constituency think of media that depicted you being dunked in lava repeatedly? Well, I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's what we do. That's just, you know, we love that lava. Lava is our main export, to be perfectly honest. I mean, that's, I mean, that's why we're so expansionist. I mean, we have no other resources in World 8 other than lava. I, I feel like the implication of the, of at least the first game was that you were not immune to the effects of lava. I mean, you can't really see the sp- the sprites were a lot more primitive back then. You know, I, I'm a classically trained actor, but it's really hard to emote with, with that few bits. Um, you know, I, I did the best with what I was given, but um, that's 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 on me. You know, I uh, so I appreciate your feedback. No, I mean it was a long time ago. Yeah, I, you no. definitely evolved since then, as a as a performer and as a politician. Yeah. So I guess that leads to maybe the question you were expecting most. Mm-hmm. This uh, that was the first of many many instances of you kidnapping the royalty of the Mushroom Kingdom, right. one Princess Peach. Um. What is your relationship with Princess Peach, uh, and why do you continue to abscond with her against all protests of her and her people? I mean, again, um, our our single export is lava. I mean, we have to do something in order to keep some sort of economic activity going on in World 8. And frankly, you know, the Mushroom Kingdom has for centuries just you know, just been sitting there and not making use of any of its resources and refusing anyone else to. And, 
it's, uh, it, you know, people like to, you know, look at it and say, oh, you know, the Koopas are so bad, they're invading, blah, but, you know, we, it's not like we have any alternatives. Every time we go forward into the larger mushroom world uh, politics and say, like, hey, we need food, we need money, we need coins, we need um, one-up mushrooms, we're always shot down. So there's not a whole lot else we can do other than, you know, pursue things more aggressively. But specifically, your efforts have been focused almost entirely on the Mushroom Kingdom. You haven't, like, tried to negotiate trade with maybe, like, Kong Island or Dinosaur Land or I'm any not, of the other... Yeah, I, gorillas are scary, for one thing. I mean, they're big, um, and they don't want lava. We can't really negotiate trade with a people who don't want lava, which is basically everyone. I, I just want to note that it's not that the Kongs don't want lava. They do live on a tropical island. I think they just have their own supply. I don't remember a lot of lava levels in, in Donkey Kong, but that just might be on me. I don't always have time to play my my co- co-stars and co-workers games. Um, I don't really play a lot of video games, to be honest. Um, mostly... Know more independent stuff on 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 PC. Okay, so you didn't answer what your relationship with Princess Peach is. No, that that that's yeah. <laughs> Thought I could sneak that by. Yes, <laughs> uh, you're good. You've done your research. Um, yeah. To be perfectly honest, um, I it would I would be remiss if I didn't admit to some non political animosity between me and 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 uh, Princess Toadstool. Um, I. Uh, the truth is, um, we were classmates out at Evergreen. Um, she was uh, majoring in political science with a minor in uh, women's studies. And I, of course, uh, was undeclared um, for pretty much my entire undergrad. Um, and uh, I found her to be a very dangerous person, to be honest. Uh, uh I found her her political opinions about uh, the mushroom people who she claims to uh, represent to be rather backwards and conservative in it. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm a democratically elected leader, you know, uh, and in many ways, I see myself as sort of a savior of the of the mushroom people and, and potentially a savior. Well, how, how did Peach come into her position then? Is the mushroom oh, she, kingdom not also democratic? No, she was just, she was just inher- she was born. Oh, the she right. just inherited yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, it's backwards country there. Mm-hmm. So let's follow this up. Sounds like In, you don't quite believe me. With I look, I had we have the facts as they've been presented to us. I admit we, as a society, our anthropology of the Mushroom Kingdom is limited. Yeah, but. In the time frame depicted by Super Mario Brothers 3, mm-hmm. it seems both you and uh, Princess Peach were in some sort of land war for the neighboring seven kingdoms. Well, Mar- Mar- Mario Brothers 3 was actually a, a, a theatrical production. Um, it, it's, uh, it, it wasn't one of the actual wars that we, um, we fought in, um, hence the curtain and the stage and everything like that. That was, uh, that was during one of our ceasefires. But what, then what? What was it depicted? Like, was it entirely fictional? Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, Miyamoto came to us, and and um, and the guy who was who was head of the North American branch at the time, uh, the bow tie guy. Oh, I can never remember those people's names, but 
Um, I think it was Nestor. Howard Nestor? Yeah, Howard Nestor. Thank you. So Howard Nestor and Miyamoto, uh, you know, they came to us and they said, hey, look, you know, we... You know, we love the Mario Brothers. You know, we love that game. It made us a ton of money. Made you a ton of coins. Everyone's happy. We need another one. And we need there to be, you know, another one we can sell over here. And I was like, you know, I'd, I'd love to. But to be perfectly honest, I, you know, we're rebuilding our kingdom. We're not really in the mood for a war. And, um, and actually, I was the one who suggested they take Doki Doki Panic and turn that into Mario Brothers 2. Um, not that I ever received credit for it, of course. Uh, to be fair, then, I mean, you're not in Mario Brothers Two. No, no, I'm not. Uh, that was one of the reasons I suggested it because I had I had shit to do, you know. Okay. I, I, not all of us can just demand a bunch of mushrooms, you know, just do all the work for us and then lie around eating cakes. But so, M- Princess Peach is not, as far as our facts are aware, a trained actor. What led her to agree to a stage production with you after the animosity you previously had? Well, she she isn't a, a, a trained actor in the classical sense, but we both did a lot of community theater uh, in the Washington days. Um, so we both had fam- we both have familiarity with the stage uh, and and the art of of the stage. So it wasn't you know completely out of left field for us to do a stage show. And pantomime a war for the amusement of, you know, your countrymen. All right, that's fair. How does do such like uh, pantomime productions affect the economy of your nations? Like, do you see a boost when it was those surprised. are released? Yeah, it was. It was one of the most prosperous times for level eight in, in general. Um, I mean, you know, all those Koopas who generally do nothing but walk back and forth on platforms and enjoy lava suddenly had you know things they could do they can you know build sets they can try to eat mario uh it in you know once they have jobs and they have income again that those coins go back into the economy and it comes back to us and it you know it helps so, every time there's a game it helps us super mario Bros. 3 uh specifically is famous for its practical effects in creating the world's first working airship fleet um you have since used said airship fleet in hostilities between your two kingdoms. Was that airship fleet provided by Nintendo and built by them, or was that uh, built by the tax dollars of World Eight? I, I wish Nintendo, you know, gave us that much courtesy or anything. No, no, they did not provide us the airships. We had to build those ourselves. Um, you know, with our with our own sweat and claws. Okay, and and I I could not be prouder of all of the, you know, the Koopas who sat down there and said to our said to themselves, let's make ships fly, and let's put cannons on them that shoot every direction, and let's you know fill it with turtles and moles and turtles that are moles, and we'll make it work. So Hayao those... Miyazaki's making a movie out of it, actually. Oh, that that's great. Yeah. I'm really, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm th- I could not be more thrilled. Uh, are, do you make an appearance in said movie or have you contributed story ideas or? Oh, I, I've, I've thought about it, but to be perfectly honest, from what I've heard, you, you do not contribute story ideas, uh, to, to, to Mr. Miyazaki. Um, it, he is, he is very territorial about his movies and he's, uh, he's spry. 
you know, I do not want to, you know, suggest, hey, you know, have you thought about, you know, putting me in there and then having him just leap across the table and grab an axe and poof, I'm in the lava again. Fair enough. Um, so the production of Super Mario Bros. 3 saw your lieutenants being assigned as uh, the Koopa Kids, who yeah, Koopa Kids. were... Uh, at least according kids. to the, at least according to the fiction of that, your children. Um, yeah. Since then, it's been at least intimated that your actual only child is one Bowser Junior. Uh, could you speak to that? Are they are they are they your kids? Is they, it, was they that all not, part of the movie? They are not my biological kids, but they are. I do consider them to be my children. Um, and I know that Nintendo isn't really fond of me being very specific about my family life. Um, you know that's. You know, Miyamoto's like, oh, you know, we need to have the archetype. That's my Miyamoto impression. You know, if you haven't heard him in a meeting, it probably doesn't sound that accurate, but it really is. Trust me. You know, he's like, oh, you know, we can't have, you know, we need to have you be the archetypal bad guy and Mario's the archetypal, you know, good guy. And there's no story or anything like that. Just, you know, archetypes and no, but the truth is, you know, I love those kids. I love them. You know, I couldn't love them more if they had come out of me. Um, Every one of those seven kids is a gem. Um, I'm just I, I'm just so proud of them every day. Um, and you know, and another thing, you know, people don't always think, they don't always realize that you know these wars take a toll on us Koopas as well. I mean, every one of those kids is an orphan from the original Mario Brothers one war. I mean, do you re- do you know how many kids Mario left orphans? Probably quite a seven. Few. He left seven <laughs> orphans, and I adopted all of them. I, given the number of uh, your soldiers that Mario yeah. killed, uh, that's amazing. Do, do you it's, not? We don't do not usually enlist people with families. We don't breed very often, and um, and I guess technically he hasn't. You know, he he tends to mostly just kick us a bunch, and you know, we we hide in the shells. But seven did become orphans. To be fair, two of those were not Mario-related um, directly deaths, but still, I adopted them, and I raised them as my own. Um, my eighth uh, child, uh, Bowser Jr., he is uh, uh, my biological son, but I do not play favorites. Um, there's been some question of uh, parentage. Could you speak to who the mother of Bowser Jr. is? Uh, yes, um... The truth is, is uh, Bowser Jr. has, um, well, depending on, on your point of view, he either has no mother or I'm his mother. Um, because uh, Koopas, like many uh, reptiles, such as the Komodo dragon or the whip-tailed lizard, go through periods of cyclical parthenogenesis, uh, which means essentially that we are able to fertilize ourselves and produce our own offspring uh, that are that are essentially clones of ourselves in times of need. Um, so one day, um, sometime after Super Mario 64, I was minding my own business. I thought I had some gas, um, and instead, uh, the most wonderful, beautiful baby boy came out of my penis. That's uh, maybe a little too much information. This is a family show, but thanks for clearing that up. I mean, you know, I, I know that you mammals have some issues about, you know, around birth and things like that, but I could not have 
I mean, that it was it was the happiest day of my life to to look down and see that little smiling boy. Uh, that's fair. Is your uh, son going to go into politics? He certainly followed you in your aspirations yeah. militarily. <laughs> yeah, he still at that phase, you know, where you know, daddy can't do wrong. You know, uh, I'm, I'm I'm sure you know he'll go through the teenage you know years at some point and. You know, already he's he's a little rebellious. I used to, you know, I used to call him Bauju, and you know he hates that now. And now I just call him BJ. Um, and you know, I, I'm just enjoying these years while I can. I'm not. Tr- I'm trying not to project too much onto him at this point. You know, follow your bliss is is what I tell all all my kids. Jackson, do you have another follow-up question? Or? Not, not, not on that line. I, I have completely other line of questioning. But... No, go ahead. I yes. mean, we're going to go all I'm, over. We... We'll mix it up I'm a just, bit, so, right? I'm, I'm curious as to how it has affected your people's like perception of you to have this media exported to other nations in which you are consistently portrayed as a failure. That's a little harsh, I would say. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, to, I, I like to look at it in, in that... You know, I, I'm a failure if the player's good, but I'm a hero if the player's bad. Mm-hmm. Right? Because they don't, if they can't beat me, then I win. And so really, you know, to say that I'm portrayed as a failure, I think it's a little harsh. But That's the, the, the facts present that the Mushroom Kingdom yeah. still is an independent nation. Mm-hmm. Thus, you have failed in the antagonism between your two peoples. Well, I mean, there are no winners in war. You know, I, I, I don't know if either of you have ever been to the front lines uh, like I have, but um, there there's no winners and losers in war. There just is. And, you know, you're out there and you look and you see your buddy, you know, just get squashed into a, you know, two-dimensional plane and then blink out of existence. And, and you know, you, you know that, yeah. There are no heroes. There are no villains. There's no losers, failures. There's only but, you and the and the grit and the reality. But culturally, over here at best, you've been betrayed as a romantic idealist who has one goal to which they have dedicated their entire political career and have not been able to reach it. Has that affected your political cre- uh, credibility within the uh, I, I have, systems of I have world? Pushed- I have pushed forward many political platforms um, other than uh, a, a few um, quote-unquote ill-fated, you know, wars with the Mushroom Kingdom. I mean, World 8 was the first world to allow gay marriage, um, and we are very proud of that. That was one of my uh, platforms a couple years ago. You know, World 8 is the only world that has, uh, you know, maternity leave for all workers – you know, we, we, we have very strict policies about uh, the labeling of, of uh, genetically modified foods that uh, Princess Toadstool will not touch because of, you know, who, who funds her campaigns. Why, why does she have to campaign? What is Princess uh, Toadstool campaigning for? Well, be, I, mean, I mean, she doesn't campaign in the election sense, but she campaigns in the sense that eventually, you know, if she keeps, you know, if, if she doesn't have something to distract the people... You know, they will, at some point, they might, you know, Marie Antoinette her. So, like, just pure propaganda to it. Exactly, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Propaganda is the word. Mm-hmm. 
So what does this mean in light of the times in which you have at least in at least in way we've seen it in propaganda allied yourself with a mushroom kingdom be it against like the threat of smithy or uh the the times where Mario and Luigi commandeered uh part of your physical self mm-hmm. to uh team up or well, I want or... I want to set one thing straight on in that regard. Um I I hold no animosity towards Mario and Luigi. They're you know, they're just doing their jobs. They're working dudes like me. You know, they're they're good people, you know. Aside from you know, orphaning my children, um they're good people. Do you do you speak? Are you on speaking terms with Mario? Um, maybe not as much as I'd like, you know. Um, I, 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 I got him on LinkedIn. Um, you know, I follow him on Twitter. Um, he doesn't follow me back at the moment, but, you know, I don't, he's not really active on social media, I don't think. Um, you know, I certainly wish that I, you know, me and Mario could be closer, but, um, that, you know what? I, you know, I put myself out there. That's on him, you know? I'm I'm good enough as I am, and there's plenty of people who you know want to be my friend as well as my nemesis. But your working relationship with him is obviously skewed. I mean, he is, for all intents and purposes, a one man army, uh, like arm of the Mushroom Kingdom. Yet you regularly are seen golfing or partying or well, we, you know, I love golf, racing with Mario and yeah. the princess. Yeah. How do you reconcile those two things when your people are suffering under uh, their threat? A lot of it is is politics uh, in, on, on this on the Nintendo side. I mean, you know, if if I'm not out there pushing myself to be in these uh, spinoff games, you know, they're, they're not going to make any new Mario games. And you know, it's a lot of it is is for the purposes of of keeping my name out there, keeping my brand out there as a video game character and villain. Um, and uh, if I and to be honest, you know, you know, Nintendo, it, you know, if they could get rid of me tomorrow, they would. I mean, as I said, Miyamoto does not respect me. Reggie does not respect me. Iwato-san does not respect me. None of them do. Um, you know, I come to them with ideas and, you know, advice, uh, and I'm just dismissed. Um, you know, one of the reasons you asked about Smithy earlier, you know, the only real reason I was able to really be in that game was that Squaresoft uh, at the time insisted that I that I do. Um, Nintendo was, you know, full on like, oh, no, we need this new villain, Smithy. You know, we don't need Bowser anymore. Uh, to which I would say, you know, oh, yeah, because it worked so great when you went with Wart. Um, everyone loves Wart, and you know, he's such an iconic figure. Every single non-Bowser villain you go with. But, um, no, Squaresoft understood. They were, you know, very eager to to work with me and and listen to my ideas um and it was a much different working relationship with them do you, right. do um the uh nintendo management have a similar lack of respect for mario is he also treated as a cog in the machine or is he respected more oh they can't hold more power? that guy oh they cannot get enough of that guy it's always oh mario you jump so high you know oh mario you know Here's a fire flower. Go nuts, you know. It, yeah. Let's name it Mario Kart, even though everyone's in it, you know. You know, and, and you know, the only reason that you know my kids are in the newest Mario Kart is I pushed for them to be in there. You know, I went and I said, you know, either they're in there or I am not. 
And, you know, I would, and you know what they said? They tried to, they tried to, the hardball me. They said, you know, oh, we can get someone else. We can get Gannon. And I said, yeah, sure, go ahead. Gannon's with me. Gannon will walk out that door with me because Gannon, you know, he's, he's someone you can trust. Um, have, have you attempted to unionize some of the Nintendo characters that are unrespected and break down this power structure? Well, you know, it, it can be tricky. You know, you get a bunch of A-type personalities together and, you know, things yeah. fall apart. You know, uh, you know, there was, there's been some talk now and then. Actually, when I, when I was working on Super Mario RPG, um, I got to know, uh, uh, Kefka, um, from Final Fantasy VI, um, three mm-hmm. over here, uh, and even though we weren't able to work together on a game, you know, we did come up with quite a number of, of I think, really kind of cool ideas that we pitched. And uh, my, my favorite was it was a, a, a new RPG series, uh, Penultimate Fantasy. Um, mm. and it was, it, it was going to start with the most fantastical thing possible. But then every game, so like, you know, Penultimate Fantasy 2, Penultimate Fantasy 3 you know, it would get further and further away until you got to, like, Penultimate Fantasy Nine, and that would just be what would eventually become The Sims. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did, and, how, was that, did that get any interest? None. They just did not register blank faces. We were ahead of our time. Um, have, you, have you played Animal Crossing? Um... I'm familiar with it, you know. Um, uh, Iggy actually, uh, Iggy loves it. You know, he, he's always playing it, asking me to. I'm, I'm just asking because your idea of penultimate fantasy nine reminds me a lot of Animal Crossing, and given your uh, creative contributions to various Nintendo games, I would not be surprised if Nintendo executives occasionally, you know, while simultaneously telling me my ideas have no merit, file them away for later. I would not be surprised. Let me just put it that way. Okay. Not that I have anything bad to say about Nintendo, you know, because I need this job. But um, the depictions of you as a child that Nintendo have done mm-hmm. include Mario and Luigi, and I guess Peach, given uh, the appearance of baby versions of her in uh, various games yeah do you have did you have a childhood relationship with any of these people or is this all fictitious it's hard to remember a lot of my childhood to be honest um i suffered a lot of blows to the head from eggs and falling from large heights and um being stomped on uh a lot of it is kind of a blur to be honest um my earliest memory um is me in the castle uh you know there's there's a tree you know there's singing and dancing and then everything goes dark um okay um given your very uh protectionist policies uh locally and your general bent towards reptilian rights how do you feel about the Yoshis being a protectorate of the Mushroom Kingdom? Um, the Yoshis, you know, they're confusing to me, to be honest. I'm still not sure if Yoshi is one character or if Yoshi is a species. Or if they're all named Yoshi. I mean, no one has explained that to me, ever. Uh, but, 
I mean, given their nature, they have to be of some interest yeah. to you. Well, I, yeah, but to an extent, but to be perfectly honest, you know, there's just, there's so many unanswered questions. I mean, you know, Yoshi uses, you know, he, he lays eggs and throws them and sometimes there's babies in them, but sometimes not. And, you know, is he a dinosaur? Is he a lizard? Is he a turtle? It's just, it's too many. I don't, I don't like that many variables. Do the Mushroom Kingdom refuse to share their like anthropological research on Yoshi's because they have a history together? They must have some research data on who they are, and they're not sharing their history. Well, they, to be perfectly honest, there's not a whole lot of, of Mushroom Kingdom scholarship right now. Not with with oh, Peach, okay. you know, funneling so much of the treasury into you know buying more golf carts or you know whatever it is she spends money on these days. All the real science being done is coming out of level eight. Let me tell you. What have you, what science and like academia have you uh, created? What's the framework that you're proud oh, of? Oh, a little thing called flying ships. You might have heard about, you know, that was all no, us. I, yeah. I don't uh, mean the product of it. What's the, what's the system? What is the system uh, the, that you work The so system hard to is called getting results. That is our one, that is the one rule that I asked all of my Koopas to follow and, and they stick to it. That's how we got, you know, Again, flying ships and magic wands that turn blocks into people and um, uh, castles that shoot up in the sky and um, clowns that are helicopters and, you know, you name it, we can build it and make it because we get results. Have you attempted to export any of these uh, technological devices in addition to your lava? Well, if the main thing there is, is if if I give flying ships to just anybody, then mm -hmm. we lose our our military edge. Mm -hmm. uh, there's there is a limit to what we can give away without giving away all of our you know defenses. Mm -hmm. What about the claims that you developed a galaxy engine with which to suck the power and life essence of the galaxy to create yourself as a godhead? Um, so as to those rumors, um, uh, I would put forth, uh, you know, the most recent astronomical surveys showed that, um, if such a device was activated, the entire universe would have collapsed upon itself and then reformed with minor changes. So therefore, you know, prove that it happened or prove it didn't. It's not on me. If it happened, you know, no problem. If it didn't happen, then, you know, can't blame me because I didn't do it. Do you think of yourself as a villain? Does anyone really think of themselves as a villain? I mean, I know in terms of, uh, you know, the, the literary aspect, the theatrical aspect, yes, I consider myself to be a villain in the classic sense, you know, Moriarty and, and um, you know, uh, Terminator and all those classic villains. You know, I see, you know, I... I draw inspiration from them you know in terms of the political world though outside of of the the, the entertainment world no I, I see myself more as as a, a misunderstood uh, shepherd and, uh, a, and a and a father a father always first i should have you know clarified but always a father first misunderstood shepherd second villain third um grandpa fourth Grandpa. Oh, did I, oh, the spoilers. Yeah. Um. I. I. 
I, I, Nintendo's gonna be furious at me about this, but yes, I, I am, uh, going to be a grandpa soon. Not yet. That's, that's why grandpa's only number four right now. Once I become one, it'll jump up there again. Uh, who is expecting? Um, three of them actually. Yeah. Uh, see if you can guess which ones. Based uh, on, on their, on their, their glow. Morton? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Junior? Ju- no, Junior's way too young for that. And, and also, um, uh, he's a clone of me, so it would be kind of like being my own grandpa. Uh, I mean, you're your own father, so. Yeah, true. I, I guess I, I don't, we don't, I don't know the, uh, kids well enough to say, to speak to that. I know, uh, Wendy O is very outspoken about, uh, n- not procreating. Yes, uh, yeah, and I I absolutely respect uh, her, her wishes in that regard. Yeah, it, it's it's Morden, uh, Iggy, and, and Ludwig are all uh, expecting clone children of their own. Wow, that's uh, that's really impressive. It's exciting. Yeah, I, I can't, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Jackson, do you have any further questions for uh, Bowser? How do you how are you able to find the time to keep up with the various activities required of you at these Nintendo events? Do you feel that that takes your attention away from your people to like have to be a master tennis player and a skillful driver as well as a active politician in your own field? Well, to be perfectly honest, a lot of the world eight runs itself, you know, it's, you know, it's just, you know, is the lava flowing? Yes. Then everything's fine. No. Then we have much bigger problems to worry about. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. There's not a whole lot that needs to be done on the domestic side at the moment. Um, but do you consider this this work with Nintendo as like crucial to uh, like raising the status of your nation, or do you see it as a distraction from your true calling? In, in an ideal world, uh, we would not need to do these games, no. Um, mm-hmm. it, but we do not live in an ideal world uh, at, at all. Uh, so... It is a requirement uh, to do these things and to, you know, potentially debase ourselves if need be to survive. And there's no shame in that. No, I understand. Is that it for your questions? So keep buying those games, kids. I I will. I will. I want to. I want to give you a couple rapid fire. Uh, I want to ask about the people that we reached out to and couldn't get in. where it's from. Uh, tell me about uh, your relationships with, uh, how about uh, Donkey Kong? Yeah, Donkey Kong is is an egomaniac. Just unbelievable ego on that guy. Oh, I'm the first. I'm the best. I was the, you know, villain and the hero. Look at me. Give me bananas. That, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he is a nightmare to work with. Okay. Uh, Booster? Uh, oh, from Mario RPG. Yeah, good guy. Good guy. Um, hasn't done a lot of work since. Uh, haven't kept up with him that much. But um, at the, I remember him being a consummate professional the entire time. Uh, Rosalina. Okay. Rosalina. Um, great kid. Great kid. Really, really fond of her. Um, we recently worked together on the, the new Smash Brothers, and uh, mm. she, is, she is a laugh and a half. Daisy. Uh, Daisy, yeah, um, never actually kidnapped her, um, so I can't comment on her uh, viability as a hostage. 
But sure, uh, but you've worked with her many times. Well, a few times, and you know, kart racing and golfing and things. Um, uh, you know, she's 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 an excellent performer. Um, not exactly uh, the most ambitious. Uh, com- you know, like some of the others. Um, you know, she she seems to be happy just you know being Peach number two at the moment. That's uh, all right. Um, and then our last uh, question: How do you feel about Wario? Wario, good, good guy, good guy. Um, he's at yeah. I I, be, I had a theory that maybe uh, Mario went through cyclical parthenogenesis for a while too, and, and something went wrong. Um, but I know apparently uh, he just looks that way. Um, he just looks like Mario, but different. Well, uh, we have to go to commercial break, but when we come back. We have a surprise. We have one Wario here <laughs> no way. to say hello. Oh, you guys. So uh, stick around. Oh, we'll be back well. after the break with uh, the meeting of Wario and Bowser. Hey everyone, welcome to the midpoint of this episode. I hope you're enjoying it so far. We tried to do something a little different today. Uh, it's weird. I won't deny that it's weird. Uh, if you like it, let us know. If you don't like it, let us know too. It was an experiment uh, brought to us by our special guest. Figured we'd give it a whirl. Uh, it's goofy, for sure. Uh, as usual, check out our YouTube uh, videos on youtube.com, Admiral Mapping. You know what to do. Rate our reviews on iTunes, as always. And uh, come back later this month for Attack of the Friday Monsters. Uh, anyway, let's get to the second segment, which is as dumb as the first. Bye. Hello, welcome to the second segment of this podcast, Abnormal Mapping. Uh, Matt's had to duck out for a bit. We only have three microphones in our studio. I'm uh, not giving mine up either. Yeah, no, we want you here. No, I'm, here. I'm here for the long haul. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for being here. And thank you also to uh, Wario. Is it just Wario? I'm a Wario. Uh, no, it is. <laughs> it is a Wario. <laughs> uh, I love you, man. You crack me up every time. Uh, is it, is it just Wario? Is it just Wario, or is just the Wario? Just the Wario. Okay. Hi, it's good to have you here. Um, do the, how much do the two of you uh, see each other, like outside of the odd uh, tennis or cart game? Do you have a good professional relationship? I don't live in the Mushroom Kingdom. I live in the real world with you. <laughs> yeah, we we generally only get to really. You know, hang out during the Smash Brothers or the the carts or things yeah. like that. We haven't worked on any specific games other than those. Well, uh, how how did you get into the Nintendo business, Wario? Uh, did, was like, are you related to Mario, or did they just cast you? So, Bowser, excuse me, I have to reveal this. Bowser did not want to work oh, on the right. portable games, and they no, needed someone. No. Who could be on the small screen? This was back when small screens were 
for the amateurs and the people who couldn't cut it on the big screens. But I saw it as an opportunity. It was a growth market. And as someone, you can't, yeah. as someone oh, who felt like they had unlimited potential and who was interested in video games, getting on board with Nintendo on the Game Boy was exactly what I needed to make my step up. So I was cast as the anti-Mario. I actually have very little to do with Mario. We're friendly. We speak every once in a while. Uh, I've never bullied him in real life. Uh, actually, Mario can be a little intimidating, but I, uh, I'm a little shy too. So it's on a me. Have, have you considered that this, your, uh, WarioWare series has been a success? How do you feel creatively? Uh, a decade on, at least from the start of it. So, long time ago, I came to Nintendo with this idea. People like small games, like, uh, Mario Land 2 Six Golden Coins, which was a big success. And so, I came to them with the idea of even smaller games. And they said, no, 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 we can't sell $30 cartridges with three second games. And I said, that's okay. What we can't make up for in quantity, we'll make up for in other quantity by shoving many, many, many games into a single cart and sell it. And that's what we did. And it was a huge success. People loved it. And I got to design every single one. And uh, it hasn't been a fully functional, uh, fully, like main series Wario game, WarioWare game in a long time. Have you, how are you feeling about that? The series has it, it had its peak. At least commercially. And do you, do you see yourself returning to it in the future? Haha. <laughs> Bowser spoke about Miyamoto. Let me tell you about Miyamoto. Miyamoto cares only about stories and big experiences. He wants to take the small things like gardening and exploring caves and make them into these huge epic adventures. I don't care about that. If you want a garden, press A to pick up a turnip or a clove of garlic. That's all you need. You don't need microscopic men crawling around picking up batteries in shameless product placement in your video games. No. So I have this pure design aesthetic, a thing that I am very into and want to design these quiet, small vignette games that explore art styles and ways to interact in very simple mechanics. And people love them. They're a way to engage with games more earnestly than all of this lore and all of these amiibos and all of the bad things Nintendo put into video games. Do you, do you not like how your amiibo turned out? Uh, do you, have you seen yours yet? I approved the design of the amiibo, but yeah. of course, like everyone else, except for you and those lucky mm-hmm. enough to be Nintendo characters, I can't even get my own amiibo. They didn't put one aside for me. I'm just glad that for our poses, we weren't like, you know, up in the air. So we had those weird multicolored plastic things, you know, jammed up there. You know, we're we're in pretty nice natural poses. No, I got to wear my normal street clothes and not that dumb bib overalls that they put me into. And I got to do my happy dance and they scanned me doing that. And it was great. I hope. Yeah, I I I, 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 I'm still not quite sure what they do, but I, I think it's cool to be a toy. Oh, they do the same thing they do for the 2K sports games. You go in and you get the scanning. I'm hoping that next time they up the resolution, I would like a three-foot-tall statue of myself on my wall. It's, it sounds like that you're, uh, Warrior, you're more uh, interested in game development or game design as a, an area and a field of like interest in your life, whereas uh, Bowser, I don't think you might be saying that's a he, side project or something you do for your country. W- Wario is an artist. Yeah. Wario is an artist first and foremost. First, first and foremost. There's no question uh, about that. 
Um, you know, I, I am always been more of a politician, you know, first who, who is aware of art and appreciates art. Oh, oh, King Bowser, give yourself more credit. You are an actor. No, go, you are an actor. On. And I am a designer. I see video games as the medium of the future. Whereas you are an artist of a medium that is more of the past. And that's not a bad thing. Well, it's, you know, uh, Aristotle, he, he said that, you know, politics is, you know, the, 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 all of all of art combined, every art together is politics, and that makes it the ultimate art. I uh, and, don't read many books. I make video games. That would that would make a good video game. The Aristotle uh, uh, politics. What does he do? Oh, he he thinks and he talks and he he lays out ideals and he really sticks to the Plato. Okay, let me design you a game. I'll do this just for yeah. you right now. You have Aristotle standing there. Does he does he it. speak to people? Yeah, press press A to speak. And people are walking past. Press press A to define and you press a society. To speak ideas and hit the people as they walk past, because you have to hit them. If you don't get the ideas to the people, what are your ideas worth? Well, I mean you I guess you could also have like a Diogenes game where you know you you intentionally keep, you know, your words away from the people, more towards the dogs and the in the refuge of society. Oh no 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 no. Every tenth time you play the Aristotle game, it will be the Di- Di- Diogenes. Yeah, the Diogenes game in which okay, it says, yeah. "Do not pro- do not project your words to the people." It says, "Do not philosophize." Well, yeah, okay, and you have to yeah. say nothing for the six seconds until the timer runs down. All right, keep yeah. the gamers on their toes. They love that. Huh. Well, uh, what are you? Uh started working on the WarioWare games about a decade ago, but you were with Nintendo before that. Do you ever see yourself returning to or what? what is your takeaway from your experiences d- designing um, or being involved with the design and production of games that are uh, more expanded in scope for the player and less uh, base in their interactions? So I want with the WarioWare series, I wanted to give people an operating lesson on game design that they could take into the world to make their own things. That's why the last WarioWare game I made was the one DIY, do it yourself, where people could make their own video games on the eShop and then send them to their friends. Now, Nintendo took down the servers of this thing, so nobody can use this anymore. And I said, no more Nintendo, no more WarioWare games. If you want something made in Wario, you have to support my ideas. Nintendo owned the name Made in Wario, unfortunately, and have since gone ahead and made a Wario. I guess it's not a WarioWare game, but it's in the spirit for the Wii U, which is a console that nobody even owns. I don't own one. Does anyone else own one? Who would own a Wii U? They, they gave I, me one, but I haven't actually played it yet. I own one, but I haven't turned it on in four months. I had to play Smash Brothers on my 3DS, which was the last console Nintendo sent me because they do not care about Wario. Because Wario is a threat to their dynasty. Wario cares about the small games. No, no, no. You shut up, host. I am going to speak. Okay. All people talk about with video games are these small, intimate experiences, these Vignette games. And I also make Vignette games. However, I did it before the Ichis, before the Goomroads, before the Jorts. I made it first. And does anyone remember that? No. I packaged them in an economical way where you could get hundreds of games for $30. And here you are spending $5 on a dumb visualizer or $5 on a weird art program. I had all of those things first. 
I appreciate that people have been inspired. I just wish I had some of the credit. Do you uh, blame Nintendo for some of this? Do you feel like they have taken your name away from you and changed it into a brand name rather than a stamp of artistry that you worked so hard to create? Wario is my name. I will always be Wario. Made in Wario, unfortunately, is Nintendo's. WarioWare is Nintendo's. The overall look is Nintendo's. I, of course, have my jean jacket and the things that are my brand, let's say, like the garlic and the cackling and the moustache and... But I don't know if I'll ever actually make a new game again. I, I will show up to make money doing the kart racing and the tennis and I guess the golf. Uh, I will smash. I, I enjoy smashing. Smashing is fun, but that's only to pay the bills. Have, have you thought about putting putting any games up on uh, uh, like mobile devices or phones or things? I'm exploring the possibility, but as yeah. as I said, Nintendo owns my name in terms of producing games. Well, they're 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 gonna put stuff on phones now too. Do you, you hear that that at the at the stock meeting? I heard this. Yeah, and you know what? I said they should have done this ten years ago. Snake is on a mobile phone. You can play Snake. Why what, couldn't you, the, the Metal Gear guy? What? No. No, the no, snake but... that eats the things and goes longer. And I said, why couldn't this? Yeah, snake... the Metal Gear guy. Why? Yeah, he was in that brawl with us. Please be quiet. Let me speak. No, because he was. He was. Yeah, Snake. He's a good guy. I, I said, remember him. Why don't you make? Hey, um, let 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 Warrior speak. Let Warrior speak. Sorry. Why couldn't Sorry. you make Snake with a Wiggler or a distended Pikachu? But no, they would not make the Snake. They waited until everyone else had made games until. No one else cared about Nintendo properties, and then they're going to get into this market. Where do you see yourself creatively now? Do you have any other pursuits? If, if uh, I, I am video making game video games, so compromised? I make video games. The world is not ready for my video games. Are they just uh, in your house to be played by you and select friends? I assume not even the friends. Some of them gamer gamer culture is not ready for the brilliance of my ideas. It needs to be in a healthier, more holistically consistent place for Wario's games to hit the market and the people where they need it most, in their hearts and in their wallets. How do you uh, see games culture changing in the next, uh, say, decade? Do you see it improving? No. Why would it ever improve? There is this meme going around the internet called Social Justice Wario, in which people put lots of words into my mouth. However, I agree with most of them, and I must say that video games are a trash pile. Not even a fun trash pile, but a bad, sad trash pile. Wario, I, I heard, um, I remember hearing from Waluigi that you've been working with a, a couple of of, uh, of other underground uh, game designers um, who, who, like you, are are uh, you know evil, quote unquote evil. Uh, image versions of, of other developers, uh, uh, Weamoto and Wally New and, uh, and Waddy Bryce. Uh, how, how have you, have any new games come out of that working with those people? We are not very public about those ideas yet. It, you, you listed all of them. You forget Suda51 and yes, Wail yeah. White. Uh, it's hard to say, I know, but. We are going to design evil games for people who like evil ideas. And 
this idea of evil is a subversion. Much like you say that your evilness is a performance meant to further your people, this evilness is meant to say, look at where good has gotten us for decades. If that is a thing that has led us to this place of sorrow, then goodness is bad. And evil is the road by which we can achieve a new future with new ambitions, with a new paradigm. That is what evil games are about. How do you see these values influencing the players? What what are you trying to convey to them? What what do you say? I was to these games go on sale at some point. I buy them. I play them. How how do you expect me to walk away from that? I don't think it is up to me to decide what you take away from the game. But, no, but you clearly are designing these with the intent of conveying a message or some kind of manifesto, and you must have investment in what the appreciation is. I think it's hypocritical to say that you have. Uh, an incredible emphasis on these themes and ideas, and then to say that you have no responsibility about how they are received. Wow, what a simple idea from a simple man. Let me explain something to you. I know what my games are about. You Mm -hmm. can decide what my games are about. But for me to tell you what they're about before they are ready is to spoil the whole purpose of playing a video game. It is to spoil the purpose of art. Do you read an artist's statement before you look at their pictures? Do you listen to the commentary before you watch a film? No. So I will not tell you what my game is about until you have played it. Then you can come to me and I will discuss it with you. Okay. But you don't help, you don't reject the idea that you should be able to explain or defend your art if certain uh, accusations are made against it? What is, what is your, what is Wario's position on authorial intent is what I'm asking. Look, I am a bad guy. And as a bad guy, I get to dictate what my games are about, and you can reject them if you are a goody-two-shoes. That's as simple as it is. If you want to read into my video games, go ahead. But the whole point is to get away from these complex narratives, these shades of gray. A game can be profound in the simplest interactions. Now, you can ask the other people. You can ask Suda51. You can ask Waddy Bryce. They will have different answers for you. I, however, can only answer my games. My games are simple and understandable and evil in the purest sense. And that is not a thing that is worth cutting open and telling apart and debating for hours. I do not make games that are going to be on podcasts like these. I make games that are for people's emotions, not their words. Well... That, that's suddenly enlightening. It's deep. Uh, it's deep. It's deep, yeah. Thank you, Bowser. I can, we can certainly say that you care about your work. Uh, have, have Bowser, have you, ha- have you ever had any aspirations of maybe just making one? I know that you're not interested as a long career path, but well, I mean, would you like to design a game? It, 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 the thoughts across my mind. I mean, I definitely had ideas. Um, you yeah. Know, uh, but... To, to extrapolate from, you know, just an idea that you have, you know, being a character in something to actually being the developers is a, you know, a different, different thing. Um, uh, one of the, uh, Lemmy is, is really big into twine the, these days. Uh, he, he makes lots of, of, of twines and, uh, he, you know, he see emails into us and, you know, we play them and they're all, they're all kind of similar. Uh, he, you know, just sort of, Clicking on the words and, and more words come out and but uh you know I kind of I kind of think like you know maybe if if you know 
you know, maybe if, if my kids can do something like that, maybe I could too, but I don't know how much I have to say, you know, uh, that isn't already being said, the work I do. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, I think, uh, I think there's, you know, there's a lot of, of interesting things that could be done, uh, with, with a, with a Bowser, a Bowser brand game in a way. But I think that in some ways, uh, what I would provide would be more of an attitude than a, than a game or, or than, than, than a design itself. Mm-hmm. It's a good point. Bowser yeah. is too good of a guy for evil games. Let me say that. He, God, come on. He is a you? scholar and a gentle lizard. Well, turtle. Turtle. Sorry. Yeah. No, he should be. <laughs> Lizards are quite a different thing. I am not an animal man. So, uh, Wario. Yes. Are you very passionate about evil games as movement? But you've had this long history with Nintendo. Where do you see Nintendo in the next few years like you've clearly had a disagreement with their business strategies and their, even their creative decisions how do you see this affecting them in the future i think nintendo's days are numbered Is, would you care to expand on that no would it get you in trouble to discuss i know things about nintendo's financials that would make your head spin because i used to work that now at home i'm a little more out of the loop but people are telling me things people tell me things chibi robo comes to and fro and he is a good friend of mine, and he will tell me all the secrets of Miyamoto and Aonuma and Iwata himself. Do you not and work Reggie. there anymore? Does... Reggie is yeah. a puppet. He's up to something. No. Like you could tell in his eyes. Bowser, 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 Bowser. How little do you know? Well, I'm just saying, you know, I, you know, you worked in the theater as long as I have. You worked in politics as long as I have. You, you, you watch for these things. You watch for the people with the... You know, the, the glint. I wish got... I wish Reggie had power. Reggie knows what fun is. Reggie's a fun guy. We go drinking. We go bowling. Why don't they make a Mario bowling game? I, I would play a Mario bowling game, to be fair. You're on some of that. I think the window has passed with the Wii going away. There is always space for bowling in people's lives. I will think about a bowling game in which every game takes 35 seconds. <laughs> that's That's long for you. I'm not going to lie. 35 seconds a game The is point long. of bowling is the leisure. Mm-hmm. Is bowling not something that can be condensed? Is it uh, an experience that waiting is part of? I've done micro game bowling before. Maybe mm-hmm. breaking out of the mold and doing something a little different would be uh, refreshing. After I, I think after the, evil games are established. I think mm-hmm. the most... The most it, to me, the most compelling part of a, of a bowling tournament is when you're watching the ball the ball roll towards you, and and you know down that ramp up, you know back into your hands. I think that a game that really captured that moment of waiting, as as Jackson said, would be would be something special. That could be a micro game. Yeah, right there. Just wait for the ball. Dry your hands on the I thing. Will, I will yeah. consider this. I have I have two new ideas out of this, so this was not a complete waste of my time. Well, to me, bowling is emphasis like. The core of it is the loss of control between the release of the ball and when the ball presumably hits at least a single pin. Maybe if you don't understand physics. As a programmer, I am intimately familiar with physics. I can Mm -hmm. bowl 300 games for 300 days. But, wait, I don't, I don't, what are you implying about me? That you are stupid. Thanks. Thanks, Wario. Wario's a torture genius. He, He doesn't always... You know, speak politically or, or speak, you know, diplomatically. 
I might be social I, which, justice Wario, but I still do not suffer fools gladly. If if I mean, Waluigi if Waluigi was here, he'd be a little you know a little more even tempered. You know, Waluigi's definitely the you know the better half of that relationship, right, buddy? Waluigi is a saint. What can I say? Yeah, he is. He's, he's, he is part business partner, part spiritual advisor, and part good friend. What? Why? Uh, what is he doing there? What is he, what is Waluigi doing in his off time? Who knows? He goes up to mountains. He bikes. He meditates. He seems like a guy who's got it together in a way that I never will, that Bowser never will, that you clearly never will. When you need him, he's there. That's what's important. You don't, you don't call for Waluigi. He's just there when you need him. I, I have his cell number. I, I meant like in, in a metaphorical calling, like, you know, like, you know, you don't, you don't, you know, like, hey, Waluigi, like, you, you know, he, he, he's, he's there for you without you having to, to do it. That's true. He is, yeah. he is behind you through and through. He's an angel. A, he's a beautiful angel that flew too close to earth. Well, I'll, I'll try to speak to him, uh, in the future. He sounds like someone who would be interesting to talk to. And interesting to share his perspective with the world. There's valuable things to say. Great. If you're here pontificating, I think I am done. Are you done, Bowser? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I'm double parked, so... What do you drive? Clown car. Clown clown helicopter car. Well, you should probably get to that before they tow it away, because uh, folks here aren't exactly kindly... I, I, left a couple of, regulations. I left a couple of Goombas out back. I, so okay, cool. I yeah. took the bus. Could I uh, maybe get the ride? Yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much to Bowser, King Cooper. Yeah, you're and, welcome. And uh, Wario. I'm going to win. Okay, that's nice. We uh, will be back for the outro, uh, but, was, uh, but we'll say goodbye to our guest now. And thank you very much for listening to this successful episode of Abnormal Mapping. I hope you've enjoyed the insights into these video game characters that uh, we could bring up. Say goodbye. Is there, is there anything either of you actually want to plug before we go? Wario, you can go first. I would, but the royalties of my games are minuscule. If you find an amiibo of me, please send it to me. Okay. That's all I ask. Uh, Bowser, any, any any quick plugs? Um, I don't have anything going on at the moment in terms of other stuff. Just, you know, keep buying those games and, and remember that, uh, you know, every time you lose, I win. So don't be afraid to lose every time you play. Well, thank you very much for listening. We will see you next time. And we're back. Uh, Wario seemed like a real party animal. I'm uh, interested in evil games. I like Wario's games. He's, Hashtag uh, evil games. You know, it's 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 what you're looking for. Games for change is so vague. And after eight years of Obama, isn't change over? You saying we need a change from change? Yeah, we need new change. Can you make change for this change? Thanks, Obama. Uh, I want to thank Bowser and Wario for being on the uh, show. Uh, Me too. Interesting perspectives pers- uh, provided by both of them. I'm and glad we uh, I want to thank, uh, you know, prior guest uh, Mike Joffe. He put us into contact with both of them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, his game designer channels got him to Wario and Wario knew Bowser and, you know, the rest was history. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be back later this month with uh, Attack of the Friday Monsters. Um, and uh, I hope you enjoy that. Uh, until then, Jackson, plug your stuff. Uh, I'm at Twitter at HeadfulsOff. I have a website at HeadfulsOff.com where all my stuff is, and I do a podcast called Trash Ratio at TrashBackRatio.com. 
And uh, you can check out the YouTube channel at Abnormal Mapping, uh, uh, or YouTube, and you can go to Abnormal Mapping. Rate and review us on iTunes. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Send us questions at or our responses or anything at podcast.abnormalmapping.com. Um, Castlevania will probably be over by now, and you'll be deep into Mario 2. Oh, that's and, the only uh, noise I can say to that. We'll be back in two weeks for Attack of the Hardy Monsters. Bye! Wake up! This Joe's true, and his I.O. one and only king, Bowser Koop. I'm a turtle, as you've seen, a little slow and a little green, but on the whole I'd say, super duper. Princess Toadstool! So let's just say, ignorance is bliss. Oh, well, I hate to be a bummer. I brought you here to bring me plumbers. You know those brothers. Oh, it's their names. Oh, yes, Mario and Luigi. Just the sound of them makes me queasy. I'd love to take that monkey wrench. I'd play my own game. Princess Dove. With my power until dinosaur land is nothing but fossil fuel. My only problem with these spells is that I know not what they tell, so every hex leaves me perplexed and all I want of those plumbing fools. Princess Dove, you're not so clever. All your words are alphabetical. I'll say it again. Haven't you heard? A picture's worth a thousand words. A princess, but you're a brainiac in a dress. I can't believe you waste time with these books. You remind me of my kid sister. She read so much she got a blister. A big one. I mean, big on a brain, but a schnock! I'd like to get my hands just one time with a monkey wrench. I fix their plumbing.
Oh, wait. Now that that's all over, Mike, plug your stuff. Uh, people can, can read my writing on uh, videogamesoftheoppressed.wordpress.com. Um, my games are also available there and at, uh, at, at Itch and uh, Game Jolt. And uh, my Twitter handle is uh, Jaffiorama. All right. Uh, thanks for being on for this really dumb idea. I hope people like it. 